Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for Today. Truly hope you're going to be blessed today with what I share as we continue on with this series about favorite Bible verses, great Bible verses, Bible verses you need to listen to and read. (laughs) It changes every time. But hey, listen, this is episode number three and of part of the series, uh, series part three Hope you've listened to part one and part two. If you haven't, please go ahead and do that. If you are a new listener, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go back to part one. And also remember there are over 250 episodes that you get to go back and glean off of if you want to. It's up to you. It's all free. Hope you're enjoying it. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're watching from. Uh, YouTube, if you're not over at YouTube, make sure you get over to YouTube. Look up Stephen Lewis, Relevance for Today, and you'll find me over there. Go ahead and subscribe, and you can watch the actual shows of these podcast episodes. So with that being said, we're going to jump right in and keep in mind sharing the word of God with you to encourage you so that you too will step up and want to get in the word. And I'm just turning over my little hourglass that I like, like my little hourglass going 30 minute hourglass. Okay. So we're going to continue on jumping right in the word of God. We're going to do Isaiah 40 verse 31. And these verses, like I've said before, you've heard some of these verses shared from the pulpit. You've heard some of these verses shared by friends where they just give you a verse and send you on your way or you see them posted on social media or wherever to encourage people in that day. But knowing it on your own, knowing where you can find it in the Word of God is going to help you grow, right? And help you in your Christian walk. Yes. Okay, Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Yes, you've all, many of you have heard this one before. Very encouraging. Keeping in mind the key part is those who hope in the Lord, right, will renew their strength. So those days when you're having a rough time, You put that hope in the Lord. Don't just say, yep, I put hope in the Lord and go have a nice day. You know, you say, you know what? This morning I'm going to get my cup of coffee, my cup of tea, a glass of water, juice or whatever. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to the Lord in my quiet place and just, you know, Lord, I'm going through a rough time right now. I need some strength. I need my strength renewed. Your word says in Isaiah 40, 31, those who hope in you will renew their strength. You said, I'm going to soar on wings like eagles. You said, I'm going to run and not grow weary. And you said, I will walk and not be faint. So please help me in this time in my life right now. And that's how you can pray. It's that simple. You get in the word, you open it up, you read it, meditate on it, pray it like a prayer, reading it, and watch what God does in your life. You're coming to him because you need him. You need him to renew your strength. No one else can do it for you. I can't do it for you. I can encourage you and talk to you 
and counselors can do it or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's the Lord who's going to help you through that. We're just talking to you for the time being. We don't want it to be a band-aid. We want it to be a life change. Amen? So a great passage to remember, very encouraging. Focus. The key part is hope in the Lord. Amen? Okay, how about 2 Timothy 1.7? For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Mmm, that's a good one. Or it might say, for the Spirit of God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Same thing, and you've heard this one many times shared, uh, especially during the COVID time frame and so forth, when people have been fearful. It's a scary time. People dying all around us. You know what I mean? So what did you do? A lot of times people would pull out scripture and share scripture to encourage people. And by doing that, it would help lift people up. But at the same time, we don't just want to lift you up and then poof, you're right back down again. We want to show you in the word of God where 2 Timothy 1 is. Read the whole thing. Read the entire letters of Timothy and learn from what him, Apostle Paul and so forth have said. But the bottom line is when you're having that moment, you know, where you're starting to be fearful, you're like, wait a minute, this is not of God. God did not give me the spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of power. He gives us power, love, and self-discipline when we focus on him, when we follow after him, when we lay everything at his feet, right? Just as some of the Bible verses I'd shared before. In fact, in the last one, I had shared about Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. It's the same thing. The spirit God gave us does not make us timid. It's not a spirit of fear, but it, the spirit God gave us is power, love, and self-discipline. And of course, when you look at it that way, for the spirit God gave us, well, what spirit did God give us? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, next one. Let's do 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? And this passage says, therefore, if anyone, in, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. It's talking about you as an individual. When you ask Jesus Christ into your life, all things have passed away. All things have become new. I like to say it like this when I'm sharing it with people. When people are talking about their life, they're talking about their past. Yes, we all have past. We wish we could take a big eraser and just erase them all, erase the hurts that we've felt, the hurts that we've put on others and so forth. But you pray, you ask for forgiveness, and you have to move on, never forgetting what you may have done to someone else so that you're not causing offense. But at the same time, the forgiveness, the love comes together. Then you go and you find Jesus Christ. And the next thing you know, he makes you a new creation. So it's like having a big chalkboard and God's got the eraser and you're writing down all the stupid things you've done, all the things you're ashamed of and the foolishness you've done in your entire life. And now you've got three boards full and they spin and the other side's full. And God comes over and just goes poof. He doesn't even have to use the eraser. He just goes poof. And all the chalkboards are erased. 
he doesn't see all the failures we've made and all the foolishness we've done. It's us that has to remember that because we're the ones that are still seeing the chalkboard like it's never been erased yet. And I know I'm speaking to some of you right now. You're putting yourself through hell, remembering the things you've done in the past that you may have been forgiven for already by individuals, but you've definitely been forgiven by God. And you're sitting there beating yourself up over and over and over again. But it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Or some say, the old has passed away, all things are made new. All things are made new. You walk in love. You show people you've changed through Christ, and you go from there. Remember that. Okay? 2 Corinthians 5.17. Okay, here's a good one, folks. Many of you have heard this one, and you can see it happening right now as I'm saying this. John 10.10, the thief comes only to kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest or have it to the full. He's talking about himself, talking about the enemy. Hey, listen, the enemy is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you may have life and have it to the fullest. And having it to the fullest means now you're not a sinner going to hell, destined to hell. Jesus came, took care of that, took the sin on the cross, defeated death. Now you and I both, when we ask Jesus Christ to our life, we have that new life. And we're going to have it to the fullest because it's an eternity thing. Amen? Okay, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. That's a rough one. And why am I saying it's rough? Because we like the windy road. <laughs> Think about it. Look at your past. If, you're, if your path you were walking on was a road and it was behind you right now, I guarantee you it would not be a straight trip. We're all over the place, aren't we? We're supposed to be trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not on our own understanding. Our own understanding goes, well, Steve, I know God said you should do it this way, but what if you take this shortcut and go around the bushes and over here and do it that way? Maybe that'll work out better. Okay, well, I think I'll go ahead and do that. I'll go have an Ishmael, right? Right? Instead of Abraham and Sarah waiting and trusting the Lord, right? Waiting for Isaac, the promise of God. They went on and had an Ishmael. And of course, they did that on their own, stepping out. And that wasn't the way to go. But the bottom line, you can read about that in the early Testament, in the, in the Old Testament. But Father Abraham, right? Abraham was the father of Isaac. That was the promised son, but he didn't trust in the Lord with all his heart. He leaned on his own understanding, and they said, well, you know, God promised us a son. We haven't had one yet, Sarah. So Sarah gives her slave girl to her husband, and they go from there. But in all our ways, if we submit to him, he will make those paths straight so they won't be so crooked. They won't be all around the place. You know how we've all done it, where our parents told us to do something, and we thought, well, I'm going to do it my own way. 
and we failed at it. If we want to be honest and admit it, we've had I, my dad's given me advice on things and I tried doing things my own way and I've completely failed at it. And you have to swallow that humble pie and come back and go, gee whiz, dad, I should have listened to you. I'm going to do it your way next time. <laughs> right, dad? So remember that Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, very important. And you can read it and you might get more out of it than what I just shared with you. You may look at it and you're going to say, oh, yeah. I know all about it. I need to trust the Lord with all my heart, and I need to stop doing what I'm doing. And that's the cool part about getting in the Word, getting it in your spirit, man, is because as you read it, it's going to speak to you in a way that only the God, only our Heavenly Father could. Holy Spirit's going to break it down away for you. And you're going to go, oh my gosh, I've been doing this my own way. I need to submit to the Lord. And follow him and listen to his still small voice. He'll make the path straight. Yeah. Okay. And now we've got a passage I want to share with you. I really love this passage because you could take this passage. You could take John 3, 16 and 17. You could take this passage, uh, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and a few other ones. Wrap them all together in a bow and pass it to people so they could learn how to walk a Christ-like life. This is Colossians 3. Verses 1 through 17. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, or evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things. I like that. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, and that's the chalkboard eraser time. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on, here we go, put on, I'm fixing my shirt, okay? Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us, and of course, in all of us through the Holy Spirit. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Don't those sound familiar? Almost like the fruit of the Spirit. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Forgiveness is key, folks. Remember, remember when you're praying, Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Same thing. The Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love with, which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to be 
to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Amen. Isn't that a powerful passage of scripture, folks? It teaches you how to pray in there. I mean, right at the end, it says right there, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative to the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him. So giving thanks through Jesus Christ to God the Father. That's why when I pray, you know, just like when he teaches us to pray, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you've done for me. I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And of course, that's giving thanks through him, through Jesus. But talks about prayer, talks about the sinful life that we've all lived. Okay. It talks about all that in there. And I love it because it's Christ-like living. It teaches you how to live a Christ-like life. Colossians 3, 1 through 17, of course, was a letter from Paul to the churches in Colossia. Okay. So the Colossians. Okay. So here he is writing this letter to them. But remember, they're believers, just like we're believers. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're a Christian, and I like to say followers of Jesus Christ because it's not just a label of saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. I asked Jesus Christ in my life. No, are you a follower of Jesus Christ where you're following Christ through the word of God, through his teachings? But the bottom line is when you go through this way, right, you've been raised to a new life through Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in place at honor of the God's right hand. You think about all these things. You're setting your sights on him. You're thinking about heaven. You're thinking about doing the right thing. You're not thinking about your old sinful life. Make sense? Because like he says in verse 3, For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ Jesus, with Christ in God. You're not the same person anymore. And that's why you have to put to death the sinful earthly natures lurking within you. All those things have to be put to death. When those things start creeping up, you're like, no. Not today, Satan, not today. No, in the name of Jesus, I'm focusing on being Christ-like, Christ-centered. There's no place in my life for sin because I'm not a sinner anymore because I asked Jesus Christ into my life. And remember what I've said before, if you've heard me say it in other messages, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear people who say they're a Christian turn around and say, I'm still a sinner. That means basically everything that Christ did on that cross, the beatings, the whippings, even before he got on the cross and died, but was rose from the grave. Everything he did was for nothing. If you're just going to call yourself the same thing that man was before Christ came down. We were sinners. That's why God sent him down to save us, to restore the relationship between God and man. Make sense? So anyway, I went on a little rant there. But that's what the cool part is about getting into the Word and reading passages of Scripture, reading these verses, reading whole chapters, reading whole books, is you get so many nuggets out of them. 
you know, just like you have to remember also, verse 7 says, you used to do these things. You have to remind yourself, I used to be that way, potty mouth, saying all kinds of swear words, things like that. But it takes a real, it takes skill to be able to sit back and talk to someone without talking like that. You don't need to use those words. You can explain and express yourself without having to use offensive words, without having to use dirty language. Think about it. Malicious behavior, rage, slandering one another and things like that. We need to stay focused. Those are the things we used to do because that's the way we were. We were part of the world. We lived like the world, but now we're not. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're a new creation, just like I said in a previous verse. We have to put on our new nature and be renewed as we learn to know our creator and become like him. Amen? Okay, moving right along to our next one. We've got 2 Chronicles 7, verses 14. You've heard this many times, especially during the time of COVID, during the time of elections and so forth. But this is a powerful point to make and not to wait to the last minute, but this is that preventive maintenance type of thing. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So if the body of Christ, all the denominations got down and prayed, prayed for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for our families, friends, loved ones, pray for our neighbors that we don't know. If we do these things, right, humble ourselves and pray and seek the Lord and turn away from wickedness and sinful ways, then we'll hear from heaven. He'll forgive us and heal our land. Okay, so moving right along. And remember, if you're prayed up, right, stay prayed up. You do preventive maintenance where you're already in the word in the first place. If you're already in the word, then there will be no need to sit back and say, okay, you guys, you better start praying and seek the Lord's face because we need our land healed. The world needs forgiven. But if we're already in the word, we're already making discipleships, we're already sharing the good news about Jesus Christ, not making a bunch of converts, but making disciples and people are getting trained up and equipped. We're going to be ready. We're going to have oil in our lamps when that time comes, right? So something to stay focused on. Okay, going to the next one. John 14, 27. This is Jesus talking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. And of course, he's talking to the disciples. He's talking to the people who are hanging out because, you know, he could never get the disciples by themselves. There was always somebody lingering around, peeking around the corner, you know, listening to see what's going on. But the thing was, the Lord was telling them, my peace, I give you. The world gives us peace for a day and takes it back. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? The Lord gives us peace joy, peace, patience, and all that good stuff, because we've got the Holy Spirit within us, right? So don't let your heart be troubled, especially now. Right now with everything going on, fires, you know, we pray for all those who are being injured, lives being taken, and so much more. Natural disasters going on, Christians being martyred, 
There's just a lot of crazy things going on right now, but don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Focus on the Lord. He'll give us the peace we need that surpasses all understanding. Amen. And one more. We'll do Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus, once again, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm, that's good. Because it goes right back to everything going on with chaos and all the confusion and everything going on. You close the door behind you or close your bedroom door or your study door or your car door, wherever you are, where you're able to have peace and you go someplace, get in your car, drive to uh, the local lake or a stream or whatever it might be where you can just roll the windows down and all you hear is nature. All you hear is God's creation, not a bunch of horns and busyness and craziness and cities and so forth, but a place you can go and find peace and comfort. And while you're there, then you pray and talk to the Lord and he'll give you the rest you need. But you have to surrender yourself. You have to just pour out your heart. If you start breaking down crying, you break down crying. Put on some worship music and just start singing to the Lord and worshiping him. And he'll give you the rest. He'll give you the peace. You'll feel the peace that surpasses all understanding just flowing through you and over you. But you have to come to him. All you who are weary and burdened, and he will give you rest. Okay, so with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to share another message with my wonderful listeners and watchers out there. I thank you so much for them because I truly am blessed to be able to do what I do I do not take it lightly, reaching people all around the world. I thank you so much for all of them and all the countries they're located at. Just pray a blessing over their lives. Protect them and keep them safe. May they come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. And may they also get into the Word. May these messages truly help them get into the Word more. And me as well. And I thank you for all these things. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I truly hope you're blessed with what's going on, with what I'm sharing. Hope it's encouraging you sharing these messages. And like I said before, the things I'm sharing with you out of these verses as I'm reading the verses, because that's what's the most important focus is less on what I'm talking, but more focused on the word of God is I'm hoping it's encouraging you because you'll get in there and read those same passages. Holy Spirit might guide you in a certain way other than what I was guided, which is amazing because that's the way the Holy Spirit works. But I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to get in the Word. Don't forget to subscribe to Relevance for Today podcast show as well as Spiritual Spotlight podcast show, or you can watch the show on YouTube. Just look up Stephen Lewis, head over there, subscribe, and you can watch all the videos. That'd be really cool if you get over there and do that. Also, don't forget to leave me a comment, uh, leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I thank you so much. I truly appreciate you all. Thank you for sharing. Make sure you share with friends, family, and even a stranger. I love and appreciate you all. Take care of yourselves. God bless. Peace. <laughs>